The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Podcast, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's episode, we've all learned the importance of keeping our immune systems strong during these past years. So listen closely and find out how you can keep yours as healthy as it can be. On today's episode, Chris Speed is a Master of Human Nutrition and Dietetics and has held a number of senior executive roles within the omega-3 and essential fatty acids space. Chris has successfully bridged his interest in the biochemical impacts of nutrition and plant-based compounds with commercial oversights of global sales, marketing, and public relations, and is excited to continue to help provide the market with his knowledge. And we welcome Chris back to the Mother's Market Podcast. How are you? I'm really well, and thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Why don't you fill our audience in a little bit on your mission and your work before we get to today's show? You know, um, one thing that I've been really obsessed about professionally for many years now is to translate the the difficult science of nutrition into easy to understand words and language so that everyone can benefit from improving their what they put in their mouth, what they put in their body, mm-hmm. um, so that we can ultimately achieve the greatest outcome, which is optimal health and nutrition through, through what you choose to eat and consume. And it sounds easier said than done, doesn't it? But I love your passion. Yeah, it certainly does. (laughs) Today we're talking about immune health, and so Chris, what are the basic functions of the immune system? Well, the immune system is a a pretty profound system in that it's constantly being challenged every second of every single day Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to uh, the body's ability to um, defend itself from UV rays and from the sun, radioactive rays from the sun, all the way down to bacteria, fungi, um, which our body is constantly um, experiencing invasions from, it protects itself from that system. It primarily uses the skin. In fact, the skin is the, is, is the primary uh, barrier, and the skin is a really, really important part of, 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 of your immune system. But then it includes a lot of what's internal, and there's um, um, a plethora of specific biochemical pathways and cells which upon uh, recognising a foreign invader, such as a bacteria or, 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 a, or, or, or some form of uh, foreign particle, uh, attempts to identify it as being not right, not correct, and it de- identifies it and wants to remove it from the body. And, and so the immune system really is our first line of defence and, and it requires a lot of energy and a lot of important nutrition for it to work appropriately. So this is uh, coming off the heels of this pandemic. Um, I would imagine just boosting our immune systems. This is something that's right in your wheelhouse. Uh, so how is our how are our immune systems triggered? Well, the, the 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 primary trigger is that the body recognizes a sequence of proteins, or more importantly, amino acids, that sit on the outside of specifically bacteria or viruses, and it recognizes them as not being what is usually in the body. And that sequence of proteins and those amino acids trigger um, initially a, a thing called phagocytosis. Now, what phagocytosis is, is, is the body um, turns on its macrophage development. And these are cells that are really developed to do one thing. They become very sticky and they want to stick to those proteins because mm-hmm. the body's identified that these proteins are not what should be within the body. 
And upon them being stuck to, they then release a, a, a whole bunch of, of other compounds and enzymes which literally break down the cell walls and kill those bacteria and viruses. And, and what, what, one of the um, really interesting compounds are called uh, natural killer cells. And as the name would suggest, mm. they stick to the bacteria and viruses and they kill those, those bacteria and viruses. But it all starts on the fact that it's identified a different sequence of, of, of proteins, either on the bacteria or virus, as well as other uh, foreign particles that may enter into the body in the system. And so how does it know how to activate? It knows how to activate um, because of, of it simply recognising that it's never seen that sequence before. Okay. And it sends to the brain. The brain then says, I've never seen this sequence of amino acids before. These proteins are foreign to me. And it initially sends out macrophages with that, that don't intend to kill the cell. But upon it understanding and realising that it has a, has a DNA combination within those cells that are, that are extremely foreign, it identifies it as being a specific virus or protein, then a, it's bombarded with the rest of the immune system. So it's, it's, it's a really, really intricate array of biochemical pathways and, and compounds that actually achieve uh, optimal health and nutrition. And what, the, what is really intriguing is it's happening as you sleep. Mm. It's especially happening when you're out in the, in the environment because you're constantly being bombarded from, from these invaders, from a scratch all the way through to a viral infection, let alone bacteria. Wow. Look at that. The little army there inside working overtime, huh? Uh, the constant demand for, I guess, metabolic readiness. It sounds like it could be easily become a burden to the body. What is that? Yeah, listen, you know, probably 25 to 30% of the energy of the body is solely... Uh, de designed to support the immune system, which is a huge amount. You think about 25 to 30% of what you eat, the energy, its sole purpose is to do one thing and one thing only, and it's to ensure that your immune system is working properly. So that's just from, a, from an energy standpoint. So if you're undernourished, and you think about it in, in certain societies where people aren't consuming simply enough energy in the form of proteins, carbohydrates, etc., no wonder there's higher rates of immune disorders and disease in these particular countries. But in the United States, where we still do have certain levels of undernourishment, but even amongst those that are nourished, um, it, it, you require uh, the need for a whole array of nutrients. Uh, a lot of the vitamins, vitamin C, vitamin E, etc., we hear about being important. And yes, over the last 24 months with, with COVID, people's mindset is to ensure that what are they consuming what, what, um, what are they trying to do to optimise their immune function so they can be as healthy as possible? Right. That hopefully has been an eye-opening uh, moment in time, right? Can good nutrition prepare our bodies to adapt to the immune challenges? Absolutely. Um, wh whether it be, you know, your skin protecting your body from external pathogens, whether it be the mucus in, in your uh, mouth, your saliva, whether it be the enzymes in your stomach, whether it be simply the, uh, the, the T and B cells. These are, these are two, two different types of lymphocytes that the body uses. With deficiency of key nutrients, um, some of them being zinc, uh, which, which promote these cells to become stickier so they can, they can, they can uh, link with the bacteria and, and other foreign invaders and ensure that they're being uh, removed from the body. 
uh, whether it be things like selenium, uh, vitamin E, and of course, omega-3 fatty acids. These are really pivotal and key to simply how the body works. Without them, and in a deficient state, your body's not working optimally. And in many deficient states, um, the reason why we understand why someone is deficient is because they have high rates of, of, of disease, their immune system isn't working optimally, and that's what makes them unwell. Hmm. Interesting. Can you explain the normal inflammation process our body uses during the immune challenges? Well, th- 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 there's really two different types of, of inflammation. Uh, our body needs to be somewhat inflamed so that it's always ready to go and ready to defend. Um, and, and that's an important part of what we call the innate immunity. Innate immunity is really that first line of defense so that when the body recognizes a, a, a foreign uh, object, a foreign entity, whether it be a bacteria or virus, it's ready to um, um, learn the sequence of proteins upon those, those compounds. And then what then happens is you get an adaptive immune response. And this is really where nutrition becomes extremely key. And that's where the body recognises the second, third, fourth, fifth time when your body has that same bacteria, that same virus, and it adapts very, very quickly. It knows what to do to basically kill those foreign invaders and ensure that the human body's health is optimised for as long as possible. Thank you. That's interesting. Um, So there's a natural inflammation as a response to injury, and then there's a dangerous level of chronic inflammation that makes us more vulnerable. I think that's kind of what you were were just kind of talking about. But can you? Yeah, I I like to think that there's there's, you've got acute inflammation, and that's when you've cut your finger, you've you've walked into an environment where there's a lot of bacteria and and these foreign invaders, and that occurs in a very acute form. But the other inflammation, which is the foundation of things like chronic disease, such as heart disease, we now can even say that it relates to certain cancers, etc., and, and especially degenerative diseases. This is the chronic inflammation that nutrition really benefits from. Um, and that's why we see in a lot of really amazing long-term placebo-controlled trials that when we give individuals the nutrients they require, chronic inflammation is lowered and reduced over time. And that's why we've seen in the last 100 years a significant drop in, in, in the risks and the rates of chronic disease because, quite simply, we've started to understand what are the key nutrients that are required and what are they needed. And the immune system should never be separated from chronic disease. It, it is all in one. Um, in fact, in the immune system, and especially when um, it's been compromised often can increase your risk of other chronic diseases. So it's kind of like a a hand and glove. They are both required so that you can be as healthy and and optimal in terms of performance and well-being for as long as possible. So how do we know if we are immune deficient? It's a really, really good question. Um, You you can determine whether you're immune deficient by analysing some of the key cells in in the body. So when you go and get your checkup, Um, They will often look for your white blood cells. They'll look for your T and B lymphocyte cells. And these should be within a specific um, uh, uh, um, concentration in your blood. And that can give you a a first indication that something's wrong, something's not uh, not correct in how your immune system is is working. But most people um, determine whether they're immunocompromised by how they feel. Lethargy, tiredness, energy... These are all other really, really important things that allow someone 
the ability to look into themselves and understand, wow, maybe something's wrong. And then they, would, they should really seek support from a you know, recognised healthcare professional to ensure that they're, they're optimal in that, in that respect. So paying attention to our bodies and making sure we know something's not right here. A- a- absolutely. I mean, I think, I think all of us have known someone who said, oh, I should have done something sooner. Yeah. I wasn't feeling all the way I should be feeling. Uh, you know, listen to your body. Don't feel ashamed to go to the doctor and, and, and your, uh, your, 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 whoever you believe is your healthcare provider and ensure that, you know, things are looked into. But nine times out of ten, they're going to look at those cells in the blood and make sure that they are at the level that you need to be for you to be optimally supported through you know, immune, immune health, and et cetera. Great. You mentioned a couple of nutrients, especially that would support our immune system. You mentioned uh, zinc, D, C, and some proteins. What about EPA and DHA from fish oils? Listen, the, 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 the most profound nutrients that have been researched more than any other nutrients in the history of nutrition, and we're talking about over 200 years of research, are the omega-3s. EPA and DHA, alcosapentaenoic acid and docosahexaenoic acid are two incredibly critical fatty acids. And, w- and what they do, especially as it relates to the immune system, is they sit in the cell walls. And, 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 whether, and, and the importance of that is from the cellular a- aspect all the way through to its effect on the tissues that those cells reside in, let alone the tissues, how they reside in each organ in your body... If those cells aren't working correctly, right at that original state, your, your, your tissues and your organs aren't going to work well. And what EPA and DHA do primarily is they allow those cell walls to be really flexible. It's a bit like a river, in fact. They're not, they're not stable. They don't, they're not solid at all. In fact, the more solid the cell walls become, the higher risk of disease and a greater risk of your immune system being compromised. And the reason why that's important is as you sort of think about the cell wall being like a river and it's constantly moving and fluxing, it allows important nutrients from inside the cell to leave and, very importantly, nutrients and compounds to enter into the cell. And all of the things we've discussed in terms of your immune response all is based upon a quick ability for compounds to enter and exit the cell walls. So um, it's, it's really, really, really important that we have enough EPA and DHA in the soil walls because they are one of the fundamental, if not the most fundamental compounds that basically is the building block of cellular health. And remember, a healthy cell is a healthy tissue, which means a healthy organ and a healthy body. Perfect. I love that. That's a great point to uh, stop here for just a moment. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. Interesting information. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high quality, great tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with her life stages. 
The first-of-its-kind, comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor-formulated solutions at each stage with clinically-backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Mother's Market Podcast. And we want to remind you that if you missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for podcast and listen to past shows. Plus, download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons. All available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with Wiley's finest educator, Chris Speed. And we've been talking about immune health and Chris really interesting information, especially what we've all been through recently. But I wanted to ask you, uh, beginning with our bodies that don't produce the EPA and the DHA, so how are we to support them and supply our bodies? Yeah, it's a a really great question, and I appreciate you asking it. Um, EPA and DHA aren't theoretically considered um, essential fatty acids. It's actually their parent compound, alpha-linolenic acid, that is considered uh, essential. But I would question that, and I would say that there's a there's a group of um, uh, experts through the Global Organization for EPA and DHA that would also agree with me that for most Americans, most people in society, we don't eat enough fish, we don't even eat enough seafood, and and therefore we need to get it in that preformed version. You can get some limited conversion um, of omega threes into EPA and DHA from plants. And I would say that ahi flour, for instance, is probably one of the best um, forms. Um, that it provides it in a different fat called stearidonic acid, SDA. And SDA appears to have some very, very good conversion into these fats. But the predominant form needs to be consumed either from fish, seafood, or obviously in a supplemental form where you're getting high concentrations of EPA and DHA. And the question you need to really ask yourself is, are you consuming a big piece of fatty fish like tuna, salmon, etc. every day? And if the answer is no, like me, then you should, you should be supplementing yourself, period. Um, you know, it's important that you get those fats uh, at that level uh, in your body. And, and I would aim for approximately 1,000 milligrams of EPA and DHA a day. That's what global health experts are recommending um, so that you not only get enough um, to support your cells, tissues, and organs in your body, but more importantly, your heart health, your joint health, your brain health, your eye health. EPA and DHA are in every single cell in the body, bar none. And with deficiency, then obviously you would see um, an adverse effect in every cell, tissue, and organ in the body as a result of that. And that's why it's so important. And it's true. I think about the United States as a whole. We probably aren't eating the amount of fish that we need to, and so always good to supplement. Uh, but you said 1,000 milligrams per day. Correct. Um, what daily dose does the World Health Organization, is that the 1,000 Is that a thousand milligrams? Yeah, the, the, there's consensus that approximately 1,000. But if you were living in Korea or Japan, the, 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 they're actually very advanced, and they say 2,000-plus milligrams a day. Okay. And as a result, when you look at uh, their rates of chronic disease – Heart disease is a lot lower in these countries than, than in the United States and Australia and other, and other nations. And it's because of the dietary guidance and also the cultural um, uh, preference to include seafood in, in the in diet. The diet, yeah. They're gro- they, babies are brought up on that, right? Correct, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we, you kind of answered this again 
And I, it just sounds like we should all supplement, especially here in the U.S., but the, are we getting enough EPA and DHA, or do we still need that supplement, even if I ate a lot of fish every day? Absolutely. Listen, if, if, if you know you're going to be consuming a nice piece of fatty fish, remember it's fatty fish, um, so it has to be like a tuna or a salmon, then you probably don't need to have a supplement. That's why we call them supplements. Mm-hmm. They supplement our diet. But uh, definitely on the days where you're not consuming ample fatty fish, you should definitely consider taking a supplement, and you can't really take too much. That's what I was going to ask you. Okay. And, and so you can't take too much, but um, how soon does it take to absorb into our bodies? If, we just, if I have been missing out... And I just started, how long is that? It's about a 24 to 36-hour turnover for, for EPA and DHA. Okay. That's why we recommend every day you take an ample amount of EPA and DHA. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so as long as you're taking it almost every day to day and a half, your body should have ample amounts. So what is the difference in the quality of fish oil supplements? And I, I don't, yeah, like with the after effects and burping up fish oil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about that? Talk to me a little bit about the quality. I like to tell people that even if they like to swallow capsules, just occasionally bite into it. Does it taste fishy? And if it doesn't taste fishy, chances are that oil is going to be really, really good. Okay. And that's a really good way of actually indicating how, 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 how fresh a particular product is. Good brands will typically sell you products that have much lower levels of oxidisation. Oh. Right? And oxidisation is a natural process that all omega-3 fatty acids go through when they're um, put, raised in temperature, exposed to too much oxygen and light. So companies that um, make sure that, that the oils that they're producing aren't being exposed to these extraneous adverse effectors, you'll probably be more likely to get an omega-3 that tastes great and that's going to be optimal in your body. Perfect. Great. Uh, why would you specifically suggest fish oil for someone wanting to improve their immune health? Well, um, as, I, as I had said, you know, the immune system um, relies upon every cell tissue in, in, its, in the spleen, in your bone marrow, let alone your saliva, to be working well and optimally. EPA DHAs are really at, at the core in terms of how these cells work and how they function. They are also used to produce the vast majority of hormonal and other compounds in the body that are used to mount that host defense that affect the ability for your body to recognize foreign invaders and to indeed understand and and deal with those foreign invaders. Without omega-3 fatty acids, your immune system simply would not work. And that's that's why they are of of such critical importance to overall health and well-being. Great. So in the beginning, uh, we started talking about uh, the omega-3s and some of the benefits of those really kind of before and after during COVID um, and just how it boosts our immunity. What, can you talk about, is it cytokines? Yeah. Um, one of the things that occurs in the body when it is invaded by these extraneous foreign invaders, viruses, obvious of which in the last couple of years we've been hearing a lot about, let alone bacteria, is the body mounts what they call a cytokine storm. And these cytokines are extraordinarily pro-inflammatory. And what they are designed to do is do everything in their means to destroy that invader, that bacteria and virus. And in certain instances, especially when you're deficient in the anti-inflammatory compounds, we've spoken about vitamin A, vitamin D, selenium, zinc, but especially 
omega-3 fatty acids, which are almost designed to be the antitheses of a cytokine storm. They are there to dampen it down. Omega-3 fatty acids are so incredibly critical and important. So for someone who's wanting to not suffer um, illness and ailment from viruses and bacteria, again, this is the argument as to why omega-3 fatty acids are so incredibly important in our diet. Can you break down the omega-3, 6, 9, what the difference is between those? Yeah. Um, Omega-9s are are, are an important fatty acid that you get in your olive oil. Um, If you have a healthy heart, it's, it's going to continue to support your healthy heart and your healthy immune system. Then we get into the, what's really exciting and kind of really interesting. Omega-6s, in theory, do the complete opposite to what omega-3s do. Hmm. In an, and interesting, in the last 120 years, the, in, the increase in consumption of omega-6s has increased by a thousandfold. And it's predominantly from soybean oil, which is you know, a, a majorly commoditized oil that's literally in everything that we eat. And there is a lot of suggestion that it's actually not just the fact that we don't consume enough omega-3s, which I'll get to, but the fact that we're quite simply consuming so much omega-6 in our diet that that is at the root of what makes us unwell. Now, the opposite to omega-6s are omega-3s. And omega-3s, whether it be EPA, DPA, or DHA, these are the three ones that you typically see on supplement bottles, um, they do the opposite of omega-6s. And they produce and they develop anti-inflammatory compounds, some of them being um, compounds called cytokines, which are important from an anti-inflammatory standpoint. And overall, they dampen the pro-inflammatory effects of a lot of things that our bodies are exposed to, let alone what we do dietarily in the form of consuming too much omega-6. Interesting. Uh, thank you for, for clarifying all of this. Uh, what age should we start taking these omega-3s? Um, interestingly enough, uh, a pregnant mum, as soon as she becomes pregnant, starts to produce more omega-3s. Um, when if, if, if a child is breastfed, mum's ability to um, provide and produce omega-3s increases so that her breast milk will provide that baby with ample amounts of omega-3s. There is quite simply no life stage from the um, cradle to grave where omega-3s aren't incredibly essential and important. Um, the, the ability for your eyes to, to develop your central nervous system, your brain to develop, it would not be able to be achieved without EPA and DHA in the diet. The ability for your brain to age healthfully so that in your later stages of life, your cognition, your cognitive health is supported. EPA and DHA, again, remains incredibly important for the development. Uh, The ability of you to have energy, sleep well, feel less um, stressed, more relaxed. There is compounding research that's really showing that omega-3s partake in almost every element of what we define as health and wellness. Wow. I was just thinking, what does the future look like for omega-3s, or is there anything that I haven't asked you about, but what looks uh, what lies ahead? It, it, it's, it's a really interesting future. We're understanding, indeed, indeed, just what does EPA and DHA do? What are the differences between them? 
And in the last 10 years, um, some of the more notable differences is that we are now defining DHA as very important for central nervous system development, especially for very young children, babies, all the way through to uh, them becoming teenagers. Um, but EPA has really become a, a very, very interesting one in terms of how it has, appears to affect our ability to have greater focus and concentration. Um, also for a lot of mood disorders, um, there's, a, is, there's even a couple of pharmaceutical products on the marketplace that are actually very high in EPA. And these appear to have really, really great effects on people who may be suffering from certain types of mood disorders as well. So it, it's really quite interesting. The other part is that we are now realising that EPA and DHA is just the beginning. It's like it's, it's chapter one of a 21-chapter book. And chapter two are things called resolvins. And, and what resolvins are is they are the primary metabolites. So you eat that fish, you take that supplement, EPA, DHA gets into the cell walls. Remember, if your cells are healthy, your tissues are healthy, therefore your organs are healthy. And when those omega-3 sit in the cell walls they are converted into their resolvins. I'm not going to go into what they're called because they're horrendously complicated, <laughs> but it appears that these compounds are the very reason why EPA and DHA has the benefits. And you're going to start seeing a lot more supplements talking about these resolvins. And indeed, the differentiation between even specific brands may be based upon their innate content of these primary metabolites. Wow, that's exciting. Lots of things happening Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it, Chris. Some great advice and uh, information, and we'd love, love to have you back on in the future. In the meantime, you can get more information on the website, wileysfinest.com, and we look forward to your next visit. Thank you. Thanks for having me. If you want to learn more health information, check out mothersmarket.com. Get delicious recipes and health guidelines to keep your body in great shape. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market podcast and for shopping at Mother's Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.